This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Time to play with pain, where sports and inaccuracy collide. Now, here's your host, veteran sportscaster, and the voice of the International Speed Fishing Championships, Jet Waterhouse. Hello, brother. Hello again, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. My guest today, legendary ball player, 14 years in the majors, 17 teams, crazy eyes, but a huge heart. And by that, of course, I mean he has a freakishly enlarged heart. The great Tommy Ginch Henderson is going to be joining us. We're doing our World Series preview in just a second. Ginch and I are going to be simulcasting game three of the Dodgers-Rays matchup this Friday over on StarburnSports.com. So watch it on TV, but listen to us, and uh, we should have a fun guest or two stop by the booth as well. Sponsored for real by my sponsor here on Play With Pain, Me Undies. Now, if you haven't tried these Me Undies, they're unbelievable. They start with this uh, sustainably sourced beechwood trees. So all you hippies out there can feel great about wearing this underwear because it's trees that they uh, turn into a pulp. I don't know the process. Don't ask me. And then they turn the pulp into like a yarn, which is soft. And then they weave that into uh, underwear. And they're the most unbelievably comfortable underwear in the world. It's called micromodal. That's the fiber. And, uh, and it's super soft. And it gets softer. With every wash, that's the amazing thing. It almost encourages you to do your wash, which is impressive. And it comes in all kinds of colors. They got classic solids if you're a straight ahead guy or, uh, or, or gal. They got bright colors and they got wild prints like pandas and dragons and flames and sushis. You can just get about anything you want out of it. Me Undies has a great offer for my listeners. And like I say, they got men's, women's, kids. They got the whole thing. For any first time purchasers, you get 15% off plus free shipping. It's a slam dunk. They got 100% satisfaction guarantee. You can't go wrong. To get 15% off your, your first order, plus free shipping and the 100% satisfaction guarantee, go to meundies.com slash pain. That's meundies.com slash pain. You know, I just saw a thing in the news about how all the FedEx and UPS and all that, they're going to be swamped at Christmas time. People encouraging you to start your Christmas shopping now. I'm telling you, these are the perfect gifts. They got underwear. They got T-shirts. They got lounge pants. They got everything. Men, women, kids, go there. Meundies.com slash pain and get this incredible offer. You will thank me later. All right. Also, oh, yes. My stat man, Jeff Cesario's new comedy album, What Was I Thinking? Streaming now everywhere. Recorded at the legendary Acme Comedy Club in Minneapolis, Minnesota. So go get that. And as always, before we get to my guest, Tommy Ginch Henderson, time for the Waterhouse Update, brought to you by Needle and Thread, the Amish Bedazzler. 
NFL, Arizona pummeled the Cowboys worse than a tornado on a mobile home park. Andy Dalton replaced Dak Prescott like Roger Moore replaced Sean Connery. Chiefs beat Buffalo Patrick Mahomes like that poor guy selling HVAC at Costco. He just keeps coming at you. Packers did their Mariah Carey impression, played for about 18 minutes and then left the stage. They should be more embarrassed than Jeffrey Tubin. That wrap-up sponsored by the Thunderburps, the Air Force belching team. Hockey, everyone. A moment of silence for the great hockey announcer, Mike Emmerich. Oh, wait. I read that wrong. He didn't die. He, he just retired as an insanely wealthy man. Whew. Oh, brother. College football. After a long recruiting battle, Bama coach Nick Saban finally got coronavirus. Just beat out Florida's Dan Mullen. That item sponsored by McStiffins, fully hardened Irish oatmeal. And finally, this week in sports history, the year 1910, the place Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, the first ever use of a cork-filled baseball in the World Series. A cork-filled baseball bat did not appear till 2017 with the Houston Astros. This Waterhouse Update brought to you by the Fjord Focus, the world's first deep-sea automobile. Now, finally, it's talk time. My guest today... Tremendous sportscaster for StarburnSports.com, former major leaguer who still holds the record for most times hit by a pitch in the groin and slowest stolen base ever. Welcome to the show, Tommy Ginch Henderson. Ginch, how are you today? I'm doing great now, Chet. Thanks, Thanks for having me in here. Oh, man, you look good. Now, uh, let's remind the folks, Ginch and I are going to be simulcasting Game 3 of the World Series Friday night for StarburnSports.com. We're going to talk that series in just a second, Gincher. But for fans who don't know the Ginch, let me, we'll talk a little bit about you. Uh, uh, Boston accent, but not raised anywhere near there. Is that correct? No, no, no. It's interesting, Chad. I was raised in Queens, New York, <clears throat> um, in a neighborhood known as Little Boston. Um, oh, interesting. I didn't, I did not know <laughs> yeah, that we true. had in fact, domestic in fact, was, neighborhoods in cities. I didn't know that. Uh, well, Little Boston is a long established Queens tradition. It's right near Flushing. In fact, I was raised in the south part of Little Boston in a little neighborhood uh, uh, known as uh, Little Southie. Little Southie, sure. Little Southie. Uh, so you, part you've of got a little Boston in Queens. Absolutely. <laughs> you got a lot of tough. Uh, uh, you got a lot of toughness in you from there. Oh yeah, yeah, because yeah, because yeah, because uh, growing up in Little Boston, you know, you're constantly being attacked by uh, uh, ethnic New Yorkers all around you. By ethnic, I mean they're, they're they're New Yorker by birth, whereas I'm a Bostonian by birth, born in Queens. Understood. Now uh, you have bone injuries in your legs uh, from That's your right. playing days that actually help you slide uh, better and faster. Is that correct? Well, I was, uh, yeah, I mean, I had so many uh, protruding bone fragments that uh, by, the, by the time I was in the eighth year of my career, my legs were hideously deformed, but it allowed me to actually get a little hook on my slide. I could hook the base with parts of my leg. So you could literally start maybe three, four feet wide of the bag mm-hmm. and like a, like a yacht pulling into port, you would actually just curve into the, that had to be an advantage <laughs> many times for you. Uh, you know, I, I never hit for average. I never stole for percentage. Uh, but yeah, it ended up being a, being a bit of an advantage out there on the base paths uh, on the occasions that I did uh, uh, make it to base. 
Yeah, you know, uh, it's good that you never hit for average or, or, or stole for percentage or anything like that because baseball's not much on stats. Now, uh, you're known mostly for being an emotional wreck out there and somehow being able to make that uh, uh, an advantage on, on, uh, on the playing field. Well, yeah, you know, uh, I was an emotional wreck for all 17 seasons that I played Major League Baseball. Just a, just a mess. I, you know, I, I, honestly, I, I don't remember a single game where I wasn't sobbing at least part of the time. And that uh, created a sympathy or disgust in my opposition uh, to the point where, you know, you don't want to throw a strike. Uh, you don't want to strike me out. Yeah, yeah. And uh, as a keen observer of humanity, uh, sympathy or disgust, you could probably sense quickly and then uh, use that like a poker player to your advantage. Yeah, I, honestly, Chad, a lot of the times, I mean, my my sorrow, uh, uncomfortableness and uh, uh, just emotional breakdowns were genuine. So I wasn't always able to consciously leverage my emotions, but I won't lie to you. There were times when if we really needed a we really needed a base runner. I might turn on the waterworks a little more excessively than, yeah, you know. Sure. <laughs> it's gamesmanship. <laughs> yeah, that's your that's your contribution. That's your way of hitting to the opposite field. Absolutely uh, right. Absolutely yeah. right. Because I never, in fact, hit to the opposite field on purpose. Of course not. That, that's a that's a skill set that very few people actually have. Uh, now, uh, before we get into this year's World Series, uh, your career spanned baseball, American baseball. You did uh, you did seventeen teams in fourteen years, three stints yes. with the Montreal Expos. That's uh, right. You did. Uh, then you went to Korean baseball for a little that's while. That's right. Absolutely and then, right. Uh, uh, you did not come back to the states. You went straight to uh, Indonesian cricket. Played in, well, I played Indonesian baseball for a season, and uh, I, I smoothly segued into Indonesian cricket after that. Yeah, and uh, a lot of people don't know uh, Indonesian crickets. Uh, it's it's it's. I wouldn't say top shelf. I think the Brits in uh, India uh, and uh, perhaps Australia or New Australia, Zealand. absolutely. Uh, yeah, yeah, they're probably the top tier. But Indonesian cricket is not. This is not uh, right up there, Chet. Right up there, and yeah. I, I played on a on a pretty uh, on some pretty uh, prominent teams there. What I did was I used my baseball skills, my batting skills, which were co not considerable but enough to uh, to sort of segue smoothly into Indonesian cricket. Played for three seasons, never learned how to play the game. Never learned. The yeah, rules. well, you didn't have to. Uh, it was. Uh, Ultimately, they did not rely on you out in the field much because, quite frankly, nobody knows what they're doing out in the field in a cricket match. Not that I could tell. Uh, no. But, you know, as, as a batsman, just protecting those wickets, uh, that was fun. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, and that's, a, that's the kind of simple focus that uh, defined your career. One thing, one objective, bam, call a Tommy Ginch Henderson. Absolutely right. And my second season, the Indonesian, my manager there, or whatever they called him, uh, offered me a translator to help explain the game. I turned them down flat. Yeah, you don't need to know why upset the apple cart when it's rolling yeah. down the hill. Why argue with success? Yeah, that's a briefer way to uh, summarize what I Why argue with success is what I always say. Uh, I love apples. And I, too, I, so, I believe uh, they're yeah. called, uh, I still think they're called managers, but I could be wrong. Okay. Let's talk World Series. How did you, uh, how close did you get to a World Series? Not even remotely. Never made it no, out of the first never. round of the playoffs. 
Um, I was on the roster uh, for, I, I believe it was the Cardinals in one of their World Series uh, uh, runs, but they, uh, they cut me from the roster be- long before we reached the World Series. Ah, so you were on the team that eventually won the World Series. Uh, but earlier in the season, uh, when they had a chance to assess your skill uh, set and uh, yeah. decided they did not need your skill set. Well, they, they actively decided. I mean, they actually cut the roster down to one man less than, than what they, they normally are allowed. allowed. Yeah. Wow. wow. So they could have kept me on. I think they I think they realized that I had not contributed enough to deserve a ring. And thus they uh, removed me. Wow. Hard not to take that personally. Yeah, I did. I did. I was a wreck yeah. for years. <laughs> yeah, that may have been one of the uh, triggers. Uh, you know, I don't want to wake Freud uh, and dive into that. Uh, uh, what, what sounds like a tectonic plate shift of a, of a youth having to grow up Bostonian in, uh, in Queens. Yeah, in Queens in, uh, oh, in yeah, Little we Southie. Pummeled regularly in Little Southie by their local Queens people. And, and now, uh, did your family come to your defense? I don't mean to die. Uh, di- uh, you, know, you know, Chet, you know, it's digress. that Bostonian ethos, that sort of hard-nosed Bostonian ethos that I grew up with in Queens. You know, it's every man for himself. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and and that's inside a bubble that is already... Uh, Pretty hard-nosed. Yeah. Pr- yeah. That's the best way to say it, hard-nosed, because you yeah. could get bopped right on the nose, and a lot of those guys... Their oh, nose did. didn't even move. Picture me, a, a, a you know, a eight-year-old kid in little Boston, uh, in the middle of Queens, wearing a Red Sox cap. Yeah, that's just gonna. Was, back was, then, too. Yeah, yeah there wasn't absolutely. even uh, wasn't even mutual respect back then. Hey, that those observations. No, there was not. No, brought to you by Sticky Buns, the breakfast joint with hot girls telling funny jokes. That Sticky Buns. Do you like the best of seven series or would you do something different uh, with, with the size of the of the uh, of the World Series? It's- cut, I cut all the playoff series down uh, personally, Chet. Uh, to what? Uh, you know, as little as possible. I'm not much of a fan of baseball. So, so for instance, five inning game, uh, rain delay, and then uh, you're fine. You're okay yeah, with whoever wins that at, moves on. At, at most, uh, honestly, uh, you know one of the beautiful things about the sport that I played for so long, and that I now and there's so many beautiful things about there's baseball. So many beautiful, as we always talk about when we broadcast. Yeah, on our broadcast. One of the beautiful yeah. things about baseball is the games go on so long uh, with so little happening that you just want to kill yourself by the end of every game. Sure. So you're saying keep it briefer and maybe just keep it to a uh, fairly intense level of mental depression. I would. And, absolutely. I'd say three innings per game, five game series. Oh, I like it. So a total max 15. And in fact, they could probably knock that off uh, in a day or two, like a comedian doing a Vegas showroom, seven shows in a day. Boom, you're done. Absolutely. Rip the scab off is what I say. Get the football season. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. Uh, that's what a, that's what a lot of teams are thinking uh, in, in the National and American League because they're not involved in the playoffs. So they're thinking, can't they move this along and we'll get to football season and then get to next baseball season even faster? Absolutely right. That's brought to you by Gargoyles, scarily holding up the corners of buildings for over 500 years. You've been around the game, Tommy Ginch Henderson, my guest, and my color man on the starburnsports.com simulcast this Friday. 
uh, game three of the World Series between the Los Angeles Dodgers and the Tampa Bay and, Rays. And you know, Chad, if I can if I can interject there, we should point out to your listeners what this simulcast is because it's a really exciting piece of technology. What happens is you, the home viewer, turn on your television set to our sister network, Fox TV, who will be broadcasting the World Series, and you turn down the sound, and I'm making a dial sound, and kids, yeah, uh, sure. ask your grandparents to describe what this is. But you turn well, you did down grow the up sound. in South, uh, South, uh, oh yeah, Southie. We called it the clicker. Anyway, uh, you turn down the sound on your t- on your television. Turn up us at StarburnSports.com. We offer live, simultaneous simulcast audio from the booth. Me and Chet Waterhouse. You uh, did get banged in the head as a kid, because why would you call a knob a clicker? What rule change would you like to see? Because you've been around the bigs forever. You've been in it. You've played in it. You've coached a little. And now you're in the booth. What's the one rule uh, that to you, when you are watching a game, you go, ay, 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 why don't they change that? That rule uh, bothers the heck out of Tommy Ginch Henderson. It's the infield fly rule, obviously, Chet. Well, of course. Uh, I now, why would that be it. obvious? Uh, well, oh, yeah, I'm just because you don't. Yeah. Nobody understands it. And also, uh, you know, it's a kind of it's kind of a fun part of the game when you think about it. You're going to catch the ball. You're going to catch the ball. Then you go, oops, look, I didn't catch it. I guess you better get back to the base. Uh, you know, that's some, ah. that's some fun stuff there. And then it's robbed by the infield fly rule. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there, there's a certain level of drama that has been... Uh, uh, and isn't that the beauty of baseball? Year after year, season after season, the people who, who fine-tune the rules do everything they can to leech all drama, excitement, and pace out of the game. Yep. And incidentally, this is the kind of uh, intense and razor-sharp interaction that uh, you'll get on our simulcast. Dodgers come from way back, Tommy Ginch. They were down 2-0 and 3-1. Are they spent or are they excited? Well, this is their third World Series in four years, isn't it, Chet? And they've yet to win. So I think they're excited. But if they're like me, and I hope that they're not, they're fatalistic. They feel like, oh, no, the the, the wheels are going to come off the apple cart, yeah. point of phrase, uh, sure. w- one more time. And so I, I'd say they're probably nervous. They're probably going to be play, playing a little bit tighter than the, yeah. than the loose, happy-go-lucky Tampa Bay no longer devil Rays. Yeah, just the Rays. Uh, we were just discussing that uh, prior to the show that it appeared apparently, uh, with the exception of uh, of the Duke Blue Devils, uh, anything south of the Mason Dixon line has to have the word "devil" excised right right out of the title for public use, uh, or else there's a hue and cry from the community. Uh, they just don't like it. A lot of devils uh, in the north. Yeah, there's a lot of worry down south that if you use the word "devil." Um, uh, oh. It might be summoning uh, Satan, you know, right, right into ah. your life, you know, which is not an insane uh, belief. I mean, I, I, you know, practiced uh, Satanism for two, three seasons in, in Major League Baseball, and uh, I saw some weird shit. Yeah, well, it gave you, a, a, I think, a bit of a competitive edge, if I'm not mistaken. Two sixty three, your highest career seasonal batting average uh, came yeah. during in that window, in that Satanist window. Absolutely. And that's counting like, you know, one out of every seven games, I could barely move because I bled myself dry from my satanic master. Yeah. I had almost uh, no know, blood uh, in my body. And, and yet, you know, managed it 263. Yeah, that, that's pretty impressive. That's a lot of swing and bunts there. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, which, 
Yeah, that that's just it. barely you know, lift the bat every every Sunday because of that my uh, the Black Sabbath as we called it. Yeah, Not but I imagine. Yeah, when you're in the batter's box, uh, feeling that way, uh, barely a drop of blood in your system, but of mm-hmm. course, uh, uh, mentally uh, zoned in on your on your slave master. Uh, oh, absolutely! Oh, yeah, the yeah. The, the, the dark lord himself, absolutely. Uh, and, yeah. and you know what? I might have stayed with Satanism, but it's it's just it gets really expensive over time, and I never was a top earning ball player. Yeah, that's true. Uh, in fact. You're the only player, I believe, with the 14 seasons under your belt who, who is not getting a pension. Yeah, I was uh, t- I was told early on that I could continue to play ball as long as I wanted. I was never going to get the pension. <laughs> Man, I didn't take pension. it personal. Never, never. Now, I, I, still got to be a thrill. Ball player that earned under league minimum. <laughs> still got to be a thrill to step in that batter's box as a as a, a, a Satan worshiper and uh and have that catcher look up to you and with all sincerity say, are you okay? And then, you know, boom, you got the green light for the swing and bunt. That's a sure Absolutely. single right there. Absolutely. Sure I, I would always answer honestly, sobbing and telling him that I was not. That brought to you by Pecan Goo. What do you think holds a pecan pie together? Your mother's love? Now, speaking of those Tampa Bay uh, Rays, uh, they're, they're around uh, mostly to irritate uh, people. I believe uh, in other franchises, uh, they did go to the series and win it in 2006. Um, uh, uh, but do, you know, uh, as a fr- do they care that their franchise history is maybe 20 years uh, old, uh, going up against a, a, a you know perennial fan favorite, the Dodgers? Now you know, Chet, these Tampa Bay Devil Rays—they don't care about anything, and it is that attitude that has carried them all the way to the World Series. Just- no concern uh, for for the game, for each other, for human life itself. Uh, just yeah. Devil may care. De- uh, ironically, uh, devil may care. Uh, yeah. Players out there, they're just having a good time. They're the good old boys like the Dukes of Hazard before them, just enjoying themselves. And you know what? Everybody didn't want them to be there. That's the yeah. important thing that they know. Like, everybody wanted to see the Houston Astros lose, but they wanted to see the Houston Astros lose to a team like the Dodgers. A team that could get yeah. revenge, you know. It's like re- yeah. it's like suddenly we're in the final reel of of uh, of Return of the Jedi, and the Empire's already lost. Yeah, and now sure. that was just the the Rebel Alliance is playing against uh, you know the the fucking Rays. Yeah, I tell you, yeah. I've, I I really wish now I'd seen a couple of those movies. You prefer a <laughs> long ball because uh, it's showboat baseball, you know, uh, or do you prefer uh, manufacturing runs the old fashioned way? That, that's what a lot of people call real baseball. Uh, you get a walk, uh, you steal a bag, you get a sack fly, another small sack ball. fly. Small ball, yeah. It's uh, ball. Well, what do you like better, personal? I've never been a fan of small ball. Uh, not not the uh, not the game and not the uh, the testicles. Um, yeah, I'm, sure. Uh, I, I I like the big ball. Uh, you know, I I like seeing somebody hit it out. I like seeing them throw their flip their bat around. I like seeing the opposing pitcher getting mad about the bat being flipped. The opposing yeah. pitcher throwing throwing the ball at the you know at the sure. at the batter the next time he's there, and then uh, somebody throwing the ball at one of the opposing team because the ball got thrown at his batter. And pretty soon everybody's yeah. 
out of the dugout yeah. and slugging each other like idiots. I love it's, that kind of baseball. It's a melee, a brouhaha. It's pandemonium out there. I would say this, though. If you're going to play small ball, they should have big sacks. Uh, you know, the, the, uh, the, the, the uh, bases should be bigger because the ball itself is smaller. So give the, give the players a bit of an advantage, small ball, but big sacks. So, so you favor small balls, big sacks. Yeah. And then I think you're telling me that you favor a, 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 a large ball, big um, balls. And, and a regular sacks. Sack. Yeah, yeah, small sacks. Small, small to regular yeah. sack, absolutely. I, I don't know if you can fit that game uh, in, in into the park correctly. Oh, it's anyway. be full of bursting, is the way I say it. It is bursting with energy. Yeah. Whereas, whereas mine will sneak up on you. Anyway, uh, that's uh, that whole uh, bizarre analogy brought to you by coins. We're still perfectly good money, you know. Now, uh, do you like these bullpen games? They're, they're, the teams have been forced into them because of these uh, short playoff, the, these uh, schedules where they're playing every single day. They don't have the day off to rest. They don't get the pitchers in rotation. Then all of a sudden, boom, they got to start with one guy who's going to pitch an inning maybe. And then another guy comes down for two and another guy comes down for an inning and uh, they use up their whole bullpen in order to save a starter for the next day uh is that going to remain even when the schedule loosens up again well you know Chet, that's, that's an awesome question it's one of the reasons why i love being your partner in the booth because you ask the picante questions the piquant questions uh I'm going to say that they, they probably will do it again next year because isn't that the beauty of baseball where they constantly pass arbitrary rules that kind of change everything yeah, it is. I mean, they have a they have a knack for doing things that uh, uh, both slow down the game, uh, and at other times attempts to speed them up, and at other times attempt to make them more intricate, and always, yeah. always, always consistently make them less interesting and consistently now, inconsistent. I want to point out, Chet, that as we uh, hit the World Series, suddenly, suddenly all that. Uh, all that the strategy that you had to use to get to the World Series goes out the window, where because they're taking the, they're taking uh, two days off in the seven game series to make it align more like a traditional World Series, which means yeah. that the bullpen skills that you use to get yourself to that World Series no longer apply. You can use your starters again. Yeah, I like that. Or I like just uh, going out and uh, maybe uh, each team in the World Series gets to pick two players from other teams. And just bring them on the roster. Just draft in the two the two biggest stars. Well, whatever whatever they want. It might not be big stars. Maybe you need a bullpen catcher. Maybe you need a the the, the equivalent of a Tommy Ginch Henderson in there to just get on base when you. Oh, get you're on the beam. Hey, speaking of now, you uh, a lot a lot a lot of people don't know this. You can hang on in uh, the major leagues, and uh, your last two three years, you did this effectively. As a bullpen catcher, it was an important part uh, uh, to a lot of uh, teams. Now, uh, what was the weirdest thing you saw in the bullpens? Uh, you know, you had to warm up a lot of big pitchers, a lot of famous pitchers. Uh, what, what would they uh, say to you? Uh, what was your relationship like? And what, what's some of the weird things you saw in those bullpens? Uh, you know, uh, there's so many uh, pitchers are uh, uh, underratedly the absolute craziest position player. Every position has its... Uh, personality there chet the catchers are generally smart although i was only a bullpen catcher so i was about half as smart as most catchers um but uh, but the pitchers they are crazier than a than a sack of squirrels they just like all of them have gears turning in their heads because they're thinking through they're overthinking everything yeah Uh, and so when i was uh playing with the kansas city royals 
uh, probably in a 92 season. That was the single most certifiably insane bullpen I've ever worked with. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and now back then, if I recall correctly, uh, the, one, gosh, I can't remember the kid's name, uh, uh, but he, he requested that you not use a glove uh, to warm him up in the bullpen. Lonnie Herman. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Lonnie would, uh, Lonnie thought that it was funny to see me. Uh, I was never much of a catcher, but he was, he thought it was funny to see me react in terrible screaming pain whenever the ball hit my hands. And that would loosen him up. And it would loosen the best him up closers in, in the business. Yeah. In fairness, excellent closer. You know, he would, he would be called out of the bullpen chuckling as I rolled on the ground, uh, in, in, in deep, deep pain. Cause it was, you know, it's not just your hand, it's your wrist and, and, and your yeah. forearm. If you're playing without a glove, you're going to yeah. get hurt. And a lot of times the back of your head, cause he threw 90, 95, that'd knock you right back into that mess. Oh, knock right back into the backstop. Yeah. Yeah. That's going to hurt you. That brought to you by Blipsticks, the ammo for women. Just a couple more. Uh, are, are the phones, now that's something I've always wondered. Are the phones in the dugout? actually attached to anything because they claim they have a bullpen phone but it doesn't seem to work all the time and then they claim they have a phone up to where are those actually wired to you know chad back in my day they actually functioned as phones but usually when it looked like a manager was calling the bullpen he was his coach was signaling the bullpen the manager was usually just making a phone call because back then we didn't have cell phones so you'd be calling the wife to say Oh, this 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 piece of garbage game is going to run for another three hours. You might as well have dinner without me, kind of thing. Uh, yeah, nowadays, sure. nowadays when everybody has a cell phone and yet we still see managers pick up this giant thing with dials and hoops and wires on it and put it to his head, I think it's just uh, it's out of the love and respect for the tradition of the game. It's not connected to anything. Yeah, it's a military field phone, actually. I believe they. Yeah, they it looks like one of those satellite somewhere. phones that you used to use. You know. Back when we were in Vietnam or something, <laughs> I didn't. I didn't know you. You did a tour. Ah, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I well, that's how tour. you probably made your connections for uh, uh, for bolo ball, and then uh, the Korean baseball. Yeah, probably uh, Southeast Asia. You made some connections out there before you, and that helped you slide into Indonesian uh, cricket. As it were, yeah. You don't have to slide in Indonesian cricket, and thank God. Oh. by then my legs were shot. Yeah. Now listen, showboat after a homer or just trot the bases? Which one do you like? As I told you, Chet, I love the showboat. I love the emotions it inspires. I love the the anger that it that it incurs. Uh, give me showboats every time because they make what is otherwise a deathly dull game more interesting. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and you did tell me that earlier. Had, had I only been listening. Uh, 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 that brought to you by uh, Can't Tank or Ale. Get cranky. Drink Can't Tanky. It's got bite. Well, folks, uh, my guest today, the legendary Tommy Ginch Henderson. Follow Tommy on Twitter at Adam Felber. That's a little uh, thing he learned. Uh, he learned my alter throw- ego. Yeah, you learned to throw them up. Yeah, that's your performance guy when you have that's to do right. performances. Yeah. And uh, Ginch, uh, thank you. Now, listen, uh, folks, this is the kind of uh, uh, wildfire chemistry you'll see Friday night on the Starburn Sports simulcast of the World Series Los Angeles Dodgers Tampa Bay Rays Game 3. You go for your audio to starburnsports.com. Yeah, and let you me go sum to that Fox up again. If, if you're just tuning in, and, and why the hell? Because it's a technical a thing, if I may. 
Yeah. 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 But, uh, technically speak, I let Ginch handle all the technical stuff because I don't have a mind for the facts and figures and the magic of a modern computer technology and satellites. But Ginch does. Ginch, explain how this works. Okay, one so more you time. Got your, you got your TV set or your, your yeah. iPad, but probably your TV set. All right. All right. And you turn that on to our system. I turned network. it on. Fox. Fox is, is carrying the World Series. You turn on Fox at the time. I use of the my game. clicker to get you use to your clicker. You use your clicker. You turn on Fox. Uh, you're watching Fox, right? You're watching the World Series, Chet. You under you following yeah. me here? Yeah, I got you. You turn so down you turn your it, sound. You're not yeah. listening to John oh. or whatever Yutz is doing yeah. that. Okay. Turn down my sound. Use turn my the sound volume down to zero. Mute it. My volume knobs on the clicker and get it down to zero. Down to zero. Then on your phone or your iPad, or your computer, or your tablet, or your laptop, or something like that carries the internets on it, you uh-huh. navigate over to stubbornsports.com. We'll give you the audio. And not only that, my buddy, my partner, my play-by-play man, Chet Waterhouse, every inning or two is going to help you synchronize your picture oh, yeah. with our sound. So it's no problem, because uh, you can trust... Tommy Ginch Henderson to guide you in uh, uh, like a like a flight helper on an aircraft carrier, just with the big flashlights, bring you straight in. Because I know if you're like me, uh, that discussion Tommy Ginch just had, uh, you know, I almost need a schematic to let me through it. But yeah, turn uh, down the sound on your television set. Yeah, turn however that on. is happens. Yeah, and we'll help you through it Friday night. Hey, listen, uh, follow me on Twitter at Chet Waterhouse and follow my comedian buddy at Real Jeff Cesario. His album, What Was I Thinking? Streaming now everywhere. Thanks to all of you for listening. And thanks to my sponsor, MeUndies. If you want more of me this weekend, Friday night, I'm going to be with Tommy Ginch Henderson calling game three of the World Series between the Los Angeles Dodgers and the Tampa Bay Rays. Should we go through one more time how they would sing? No, no, no. This is Chet Waterhouse reminding you to play with pain.